0: Hello and welcome to YHTV's Magical Medical Tour. This is episode 33. Hello, and I'm Christina Suzuma on this incredibly glorious 90-degree fall day here in Los Angeles, California. And here with me is our wonderful medical guide, Dr. Glenn Woolman. Hello, Dr. Woolman. Good day to you.
1: And good day to you, Christina, and welcome everyone to Magical Medical Tour. I'm Dr. Glenn Wallman, and I will be your guide this and each week, along with Christina, as we travel through the healthcare galaxy, searching for ways towards optimal health. So today, Christina, is a very special day, I think. uh, In thinking about Magical Medical Tour, uh, this whole process is... Uh, sometimes related and focused on the magic of medicine, mm-hmm. and I, I think we're going to have a magical show today.
0: How oh, are you doing? I, I'm doing great, because I'm so excited, Glenn. I mean, you know that we've been working towards this for a little while now, and we are like like right on that edge, and and so great to have today, may I say it? Yes, please two guests instead of one at the same time. So there's going to be four of us at this party.
1: (laughs) Right. We are expanding. We are trying to do a lot of things to bring people uh, not just information, but also different concepts at the same time. So this will open us up to having sometimes panels of people that might have controversial aspects or different viewpoints that they can actually discuss together. So this is very exciting in terms of the technology that we're incorporating into the show, always looking for ways to make it better. And in today's show, I think uh, one of the things about medicine for me and making it better, as you know, is we all believe in this integrative or combinatorial approach to medicine. And today, uh, we're going to have, uh, you know, when you hear the word family practice, what do you usually think of, Christina?
0: Oh, someone who's been in the business for a long time and in many generations.
1: Right. So the the old-time doctors did sort of family practice, and now we have it as a specialty where it's the kind of the general practitioner. But this is different. This is a different type of family practice we have today. We have a brother and sister, Rupa Chari, is uh, an MD and she is uh certified in internal medicine and uh Deepak chari they both work at their chari uh health center and they do truly integrative medicine and we're going to learn about that today so and they do it uh it's a it's a family affair so this is a different type of family practice and it's uh one of the true examples of people practicing integrative or combinatorial medicine. So I would like to introduce all of our global viewers to Dr. Rupachari and Deepak Chari. Welcome.
0: Welcome. Thank you, Dr. Woolman and Christina for having us on the show today.
2: Thank you so much for having us here.
0: Well, thank you for joining us. We're so honored and and really, really excited because uh, again, this is the first time we're having all four of us Together and uh, so you're breaking a record for us here at yhtv <laughs> Oh, that's great!
2: <laughs> oh, like to be a part of that.
0: Yes, yes, and also of course, you know, um, to be with you and to learn about the combinatorial medicine, which is a phrase that that we use with uh, Dr. woolman here. It's exciting. It's exciting for our community to actually be able to hear from both of you at the same time. I, it's fantastic. Thank you so much. Oh, Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here.
1: Uh, Rupa and Deepak, what I like to do as the medical guide is to tell people a little bit of the path that we may end up taking today. Again, we can never totally predict, but uh, I first want to start with a little bit of your stories about how, when, why you became healers and what brought you to that journey, maybe talk a little bit about how you came together in the journey to develop your center. And then we'll get into some more specifics about types of treatment and technologies that you have incorporated, the different aspects of your healing systems. And uh we'll go on from there and we'll see where that leads us. Does that sound all right with you?
3: Sounds fantastic.
1: Sounds oh, oh, great. Great. Okay, Rupa, I'd like to start with you. And I know that Deepak will uh, come in and at the appropriate time. But uh, tell us what, what influenced you and at what age did you decide to become a healer? And how did you go in the direction of eventually internal medicine and then into integrative medicine? Or was it all part of the same path?
3: Absolutely. Well, my journey started off actually in childhood. And the inspiration really behind Me and and Deepak will tell his story as well, but for me, for sure, for going into holistic medicine, integrative medicine, is because of our mother, Mrs. Manichari. Because when we were growing up, she would bring in healers from India who were just remarkable. Mm. And she had wonderful friends who really thought outside of the box. And when we were just in grade school, I remember even six or seven years old, they would talk to us about mind body medicine, energy medicine. Mm how the emotions impact our physical bodies detoxification and even many of the things we're doing right now with using green drinks and liquid minerals and how you know for bio how easily for the minerals to get absorbed by the cells and you know really simple nutrition simple platform for healing which is basically how our physical body mind emotions thoughts and especially stress impact our symptoms and physical disease and quality of life. So that was really the groundwork for what we're doing today. It was because, and when our mother would also make us homemade remedies, you know, when we had the colds or cough, she would grind certain spices and she cooked very holistically or Ayurvedically. Ayurveda is an ancient science from India. And her grandfather was an Ayurvedic physician and had a farm outside of their home where they would pick herbs. You know, when the patients would come to their home, he would customize programs for their unique needs with fresh foods and herbs that were made at home. So that was kind of, that was passed down to my mother's mother and then to my mother, and she was passing that down to us. So, and my, both of our parents did tremendous social work. We're always helping others. So we knew we would get in a profession where we would want to serve others and really do it in a holistic manner. And then when we were teenagers, um, I was around 15 at the time, and Deepak was 17, our father had a massive heart attack when he was only 50, and he passed away. And it really caused us to ask, how did this happen? Why did this happen? And how can we prevent this from happening to others? And we realized, you know, he was eating right and doing the right things and taking even the right medication. But it was stress related. You know, he wasn't, He didn't want to upset us or make us worried. So he used to internalize all of his stresses and that created inflammation in his body and ultimately, you know, cost him his life. So we kind of at that point, the three of us got together and said we wanted to create a new medical model where we would really take the time with people to see what was going on in their life, not just physically, but mentally, emotionally, emotionally and stress. And we really emphasize that as well and take all factors into consideration then to create customized programs for people. Mm -hmm. So then I went into medicine and as soon as I was done with my residency, I said, okay, now's the time that I can also explore the other field I've been longing to do, which is natural healing and mind-body medicine. And so that's how I got into really this field.
1: Wow, you can see how all of those influences have influenced you.
3: <laughs> yes, literally.
1: <laughs> right. They're all they're all early manifestations that have come out. Deepak. Yes, sp- speak to us. Absolutely.
2: Yeah. I was always on the journey of alternative healing even at a very young age, even before that happened and um and as my father, he was a, he had a PhD in chemical engineering. So I just thought, okay, I'm supposed to do that. <laughs> so I, so I just pursued that. I, I did my bachelor's degree and master's, of de- master science degree in engineering. And during that time when that happened, of course, we were in high school, but I was always researching alternative ways of healing. That was always my core interest. So when that, uh, when that happened, when that, uh, when he uh, passed on, then I began pursuing it even more stronger. Um. Uh, while I was studying my engineering degree, and um, and finishing that, and then I realized this is real, really where my passion is. But I was able to do the engineering as well and incorporate that into my into my psyche. All of my classmates were very left brain thinking in general, and but I was I could do both very easily, and I think that helped a lot. So my sister and I were always kind of thinking together in the future, forming some kind of um, health center where we could actually help prevent this from happening to anyone else but at the time we didn't have the full technologies and and techniques though we had the concept of how to do it so that's when things just when i started putting my attention there that's when the it was flowing in my direction and all these um i started learning and discovering different mind body techniques and innovative things that were at the time were just recent at the time you know um going into a store and finding a magazine with a tiny article that I just happened to open to uh, a magazine I'd never normally pick up. And, uh, I would just find about, find the technique from here and find technique there. And then we'd pursue it and learn it from the original uh, founders of that technology, fly to wherever they were and master that. And we literally traveled all over the world to learn these techniques and technologies. And, um, and, um, and that's and then incorporate that into what we do. and because of my engineering background, um, a- after we started um, after we ended up forming our center, um, then I ended up I was also looking for technologies besides the mind-body techniques and as soon as I put my intention out there for that, I started through very unusual sets of coincidences meeting the right kinds of people who led me and turn to the original uh, inventors and and founders of these amazing technologies for mind body balancing for stress reduction for healing at the deepest level and uh for even for um intention and uh and um and relaxation so um so all of that started coming together the moment we put our uh mind out to for this health center mm. which became the chari center actually wow very nice
1: uh rupa when I look at some of the information from your center, you state that you are not not a primary health care physician. So what are you?
3: Yes. Well, what we ask is that all of our clients have a primary care physician because I didn't take on any hospital affiliations. I'm strictly outpatient. So what we do is when they have their own primary healthcare physician, you know, for their routine medications, refills, annual exams, and if there was any emergencies, you know, they would have their primary care physician take care of that. But what we do, we consider ourselves consultants. So if there's they're seeing their primary care physician, let's say for high blood pressure, and they're on medication for that, then they come in to see us and then i'll address all aspects of what may be contributing to that high blood pressure their diet their lifestyle nutrition emotional stressors you know past traumas it could be and of course stress all of which contribute to that so we address that with you know nutrition detoxification certain clinically proven natural remedies and then the technologies so we consider ourselves really consultants to address the root cause of what their underlying symptoms or medical conditions are.
1: What do your patients consider you?
3: They would like me to be their primary care physician, (laughs) but um, (laughs) um, it's kind of, we really work in tandem with their doctors because then I like to let their doctors know what I'm doing as well. I'm really trying to create a, integrative model, not only within our own practice, but to reach out to other practitioners as well and medical doctors and let them know what I'm doing to kind of give them that exposure as well.
1: Sure. And do you, do you also work with uh, other combinatorial or integrative healers like acupuncturists, chiropractors, uh, naturopathic uh, physicians, et cetera?
3: Absolutely. Absolutely. Because we believe that we're all part of a mosaic. You know, we have our piece in the puzzle of addressing what issues they have, but absolutely we work with other practitioners, chiropractors, naturopaths, acupuncturists, massage therapists, physical therapists, because when we're all working together, each has their own input and to bring out the best results.
1: Hmm. Yeah. When When I look at regular medicine, for example, Regular medicine. I don't, even, I don't even know what that means. Uh, uh, allopathic medicine. Say an orthopedic surgeon uh, may be evaluating somebody's knee and either they operate or they decide to send them to a physical therapist, either pre surgery, post surgery. Uh, then that orthopedic surgeon is working with the physical therapist and the physical therapist usually follows the <clears throat> prescription of the doctor, but as a therapist, they also have their own understandings of things and they give feedback. How do you work with Depoc in terms of using what you know and then determining which technology or which equipment to use for each patient?
3: Yes. Well, when our patients come in, we have a pretty detailed intake form. It's about 21 or 22 pages where we go into every aspect of their life in detail physically, what nutrition, you know, supplements they may be taking, how is their nutrition, their diet, their lifestyle, medications, emotional stressors, current stressors, past stressors, exercise, everything. I take everything into consideration as to what may be contributing to their symptoms. And then from there, we customize programs. For example, if they're having pain, we have remarkable pain relieving technologies. If it's related to stress, anxiety, and inflammation, uh, we have other technologies that we'll d- direct them to. So depending on what they need, then we customize their program. Then I'll speak to Deepak, and we'll go over our you know, patient's history, and he'll also, of course, give his input as to what he feels would be beneficial. And then from there, we customize programs for the technologies based on that.
1: I want to get into some of the technologies, uh, but before I do that, uh, Deepak, when uh, you have your meeting with Rupa, your consultation, and then you meet with the patient, and then you uh, start working with them on their machines and you see their results, uh, what, what are the determining factors that tell you they're getting better other than them saying, I feel better? Are there any other things that uh, you determine that that you give feedback to Rupa to let her know that everything's working?
2: Well, it's also um, because we've been doing this for, for now going on 13 years, um, and those technologies came around uh, around 2002. Um, I've gotten good at actually sensing how the person is from the time they came before to the time they're leaving and even how they're speaking and um, how they're reacting to the same situation that they came in for. So, so if they're feeling um, stress when they came in, and so, and many times they're unconscious of how stressed they are. Uh, many times the clients when they first come to our office say, uh, "Oh, I'm not stressed at all." I said, "Oh, okay, that, that's good." But are you anxious? Oh, yeah, I'm very anxious. I'm a little overwhelmed, in fact. I said, "Oh, okay, <laughs> yeah." So we yeah we have programs for that kind of thing. No problem. So. So I, I sense how they are before and how they are after to those same things that, that trigger them. And I can also see physiologically um, from before and after mm-hmm. how how the flushness of their faces, how their eyes are looking, how their face is looking, how their, how their posture is, and how because of the way they were holding the stress before they came in totally unconscious of it, I can see all of those physiological changes. And it's very dramatic. And oftentimes, the person is not even aware of how relaxed they are. They said, I feel a lot better. But it's also the people they interact with that will notice it right away. And that biofeedback aspect of it moves very quickly because the family members and all the people they affiliate, uh, affiliated with see that tremendous difference. And, and, and then they comment to others. So, so that's how I can tell just by my um, awareness of their behavior, their manners of their physiology, the way they're speaking, and the way they're reacting.
1: Mm-hmm. Did you have a question, Christina?
0: Oh, I just or, think, or many or, I, I mean' I'm, I've my, you know my brain gets so flooded <laughs> there's so many questions and and so much to ask um, I, I just love the the fact that that both of you are working on a on an individual together I think yes. That that is how, how brilliant and 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 how lucky for those individuals um, that they can come in and actually speak to the both of you and sort of have such a tailor-made regimen that they would yes. follow. Um, and so the treatments that they would come in for, would they be coming in like on a weekly basis, on a daily basis, depending on what you're dealing with?
3: It, it depends. For some of the technologies, it may be weekly or some even maybe bi-weekly, depending on what their issues are. And then with the mind-body techniques, what we have that quickly release stress, anxiety, depression as well. They may be coming in once a week for that or once every two weeks, depending on the how severe the issue is or, you know, how many underlying issues there are.
0: Mm, those underlying issues, huh?
3: <laughs> yes. <laughs> Always. It's like peeling an onion and getting to the core root cause of what may be really contributing to their issues.
0: Yes, 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 wow, and symptoms and and are most of the people that come to you are they open to to both techniques, for example, i mean do their doctors recommend you to their patients, or do they just are find you from word of mouth and are able to come in absolutely, most people are coming in by word of mouth
3: because they experienced great results in their life, and then they were telling their family and their friends. And most are very, very open to everything that we're doing. Some like to be um some like have more physical concentration, meaning more of just of the diet and supplements and nutrition,
4: mm-hmm.
3: you know, nutritional guidance from that point of view. Others are interested in both the nutrition and the mind-body techniques that they can that we teach them that they can use at home on a regular basis. But in general, most have been very open to all aspects, the nutrition, the supplements the mind-body techniques, and the technologies, because mm-hmm. that's really where we're moving towards in medicine.
0: Mm-hmm. And and so do you integrate, do you both integrate a lot of the Ayurvedic medicine that you were raised upon? Absolutely. Absolutely. The principles of Ayurveda, meaning that's pretty much how we customize
3: the programs for each person based on their unique body type, personality, you know, their unique composition then we kind of and then of course what stressors they maybe have been going through environmental stressors their diet their lifestyle so we incorporate that and then based on that we will customize programs for them on a nutritional point of view based on that ayurvedic principles which are very powerful
0: Mm -hmm. it goes above and beyond the blood type Mm -hmm. wow that's exciting. I could live there. <laughs> 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 Absolutely. Come on down. Well, it's a <laughs> place yes. to live. Yes. It seems like we need a lot more of uh, your, your clinics all over the world, really. Oh, well, thank you.
1: Thank you. Yes. Thank that you. seems to be happening. Uh, you, Rupa, you work in thought field therapy.
3: But be, we became officially certified in many of the te- techniques then after a schooling. So yes, mm. thought field therapy, neuro-linguistic programming, hypnosis. And then I also was certified in interactive guided imagery. So I use a combination of very powerful clinically proven uh, programs and techniques to get more, uh, to expedite the process of healing and get quicker results.
1: You said you have many mind-body uh, techniques. I still want to learn a little more about the thought sure. field therapy. Can you give us a a definition of thought field therapy as a start or an example of it and yes. how you might work with it?
3: Definitely. Well, thought field therapy was actually originally developed from a brilliant psychologist whose name is Dr. Roger Callahan, and he's in Indian Wells, California. He's now in his late 80s. He's a genius and a pioneer. He actually created this technique based on the principles of acupuncture and using some of the principles of neuro-linguistic programming. But what happened was in the 70s, he was, uh, he was a clinical psychologist and he was working with depression, anxiety, but he always wanted to find quicker, easier, faster solutions for emotional conditions instead of coming back week after week. Um, and he wanted to expedite that process and really get dramatic results. So he studied both the kinesiolo- kinesiology and acupuncture, but he wanted to use actually the principles of acupuncture and used acupressure. So really he and quantum physics on top of that. So there's a technique that's based on tapping certain meridian points in certain sequences. And he developed algorithms or recipes for different conditions, like for fear, he'll have certain sequence of positions that you tap. Depression, another phobias, another addictions, another, and he was also one of the pioneers of really introducing how food toxins can affect our the energy flow in our body, which can when and when that energy flow is disrupted, how that affects and impacts our emotional health and physical health. So this technique works very quickly. It's tapping certain meridian points in a certain sequence. And you can eliminate fears and phobias, anxiety, depression, oftentimes within minutes. And this is now being used all around the world where there may be natural disasters or wars. They're using these techniques have been taught to literally thousands of practitioners around the world. And helping literally hundreds of thousands of people uh, quickly relieve their anxiety, depression, fears, phobias within minutes. And this was one of the first techniques that we learned um, based on Deepak's research. And we've had dramatic results. And we've been using oh. it now since 1996 to quickly help people overcome emotional issues that may be contributing to their physical symptoms. And indirectly, then the physical symptoms um, can be alleviated. Or, and we can help people get off their medications because of that.
1: Speaking, speaking of medications, many times when we give a medication, say for pain, it has a certain half-life. So then they have to take another medication at a certain point. Does this uh, tapping recipe and instant uh, relief of a fear or a phobia, is it lasting or is it something that they can learn to do and whenever they have the phobia, they can do a tapping on themselves? Is it something that is instantly gone forever or does it just work in the time for that time?
3: Yes, well, for phobias, it can work almost literally instantly. In the majority of cases, I would say probably eighty-five to ninety percent of the cases, we can alleviate it within the first session or first couple of sessions. And if some more if they if it's still if there were still some remnants, we it's such an easy technique that we can teach them to use at home at any time when any fear would come up, they can immediately start doing the tapping in the sequence and it clears it just within minutes. So, and oftentimes if it's not cleared within the session itself, there may be, you know, more core issues we need to deal with and, or there could be underlying toxins in their system, either like sensitivities to gluten or corn or dairy that is actually creating a lot of inflammation in their system and as actually hampering how quickly the, you know, the, the speed with which you can get results with this technique.
1: Sounds great. I'm almost wishing you could show us all a little tap that uh, we could use to uh <laughs> sure. clear absolutely. something up. Could you do well,
3: that right now? It's up to you if you'd like to I can show you something now as well. Definitely. Yeah,
1: do you do you need to can you do it on yourself?
3: Yes, absolutely. Okay,
1: great. Let's uh let's do it. Let's see how good our technology really is.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. So, we can have your viewers think of Let's uh, pick something a little easy. Let's say they have a craving for a certain type of food right now, let's say chocolate. And especially for women, this is really common. And so think on a scale of zero to 10, and if there is some particular food you may be having a craving for right now, how intense that craving is, 10 being you really want to have that right now or zero, not at all. And while you're thinking of that particular food or snack, whatever it may be, what you can do is tap the side of your hand. And this is kind of where you would do a karate chop and tap that just for a few seconds. And then what you're going to do is tap under your eye, right on the bone, just three to four taps. It's good. And then under your arms, like halfway down your arms in line with your armpit there, and then tap under your collarbone just for with the, two to three fingers just a few times. And then you can just stop and think, okay, just see, again, on that scale of zero to 10, how intense is that craving right now? Has it come down any? And if it hasn't, you can just repeat the sequence, again, tapping the side of your hand, and then under your eyes, under your arms, and then under your collarbone. And Again, keep tracking from, let's say it was an eight before, has it come down maybe to a six or a five, and you can just keep repeating the sequence. And if it doesn't go past, let's say, the number five or gets stuck on a particular number, Dr. Callahan said that it's oftentimes due to an underlying tox- toxicity to, it could be a food or a beverage, or there's some toxin in something you're eating or drinking that is actually aggravating and creating that inflammation and anxiety mm. that's driving the behavior. So, you know, drink plenty of water and really we recommend most people to really cut down on the amount of wheat or gluten, they eat corn and soy. These are three of the main uh culprits at this day and age because of many different reasons, one of being genetic engineering.
1: Mm. <clears throat> we speaking about engineering uh Deepak uh, tell us about some of the technologies that you use. Give us an example of at least one of your favorite pieces of technology.
2: Okay. Um, one of them um, is a, a Tesla-based neuromuscular electrical stimulation technology that is able to go to the source of where, for example, if someone is having severe pain, which is a common common issue in our clinic. Um, Oftentimes, they'll be taking some um, prescription drugs, which is is fine, or some other lotions, which is okay, but the effect is temporary, and the, the effect is still there, and it's an underlying effect. But our technology is actually able to go to the source of where that pain is coming from and actually alleviate it at the source in a fairly short period of time. And this is, uh, this is these could be issues of pain or degeneration or atrophy or neuropathy that have, might have been there for 10, 20, 30, and we've seen a client with even 50-plus years. And yet, within a matter of weeks and perhaps months, just uh, a few months, just a couple months, we can p- completely eliminate it and reverse it and go to the source of it, more importantly. That's what I'm very, very excited of because we've helped give people back uh their quality of life. And that's kind of the mission, underlying mission of the Chari Center, is to give people the quality of life back, get their life back to the way it was, or even better than it ever was. And um so that's what I'm really, really excited about. Um we've actually prevented many knee replacement surgeries and reversed many range of uh motion issues, frozen shoulders, knee uh neck severe neck uh degeneration and atrophy. And it's very exciting because these are people who actually had other things they wanted to do. They wanted to dance, hike. They wanted to become yoga instructors or um, or do any kinds of other activities that they couldn't do before. And now they're able to do those things. So, um, so the quality of the life within themselves and with their family and friends is greatly enhanced. So that's the- what I'm really excited about.
1: Yeah, that is exciting, especially when you start talking about quality of life, because that seems to be a very big issue. You know, people have their chronic problems and some can live with them, but the ones that can't, their quality of life goes down. It's nice to be able to offer uh within a a healing process something that can return quality of life, maybe with minimal or at least less side effects. When yeah. uh you You've mentioned a number of times now getting to the source or the deeper source or the root root source. What is that for you?
3: Well, ultimately what we've seen is that what ultimately is hindering healing or slowing the process down is ultimately going back to a lack of self-love. And... Mm it seems too general. Sometimes it seems like, how could that really be contributing? But ultimately, when we're hard on ourselves, beat ourselves up, there's shame, there's blame, guilt, resentment, regret, and we're holding ourselves responsible for things and experiences that we've had in our life. What we've seen, and when we've spoken to some of the leading authorities um, in many different fields related to healing, They've all uh, concurred and said the same thing that ultimately, when you really boil it down, it's a lack of self-love, and what that ends up leading to is then beliefs, attitudes, behaviors, that then can drive a person to certain direction. Meaning, certain foods they'll eat. You know, it may be a pattern where they're harming themselves with certain addictions, with drugs, alcohol, food. Um, It could be in many show up in many different areas of their life, but. It's their beliefs, attitudes, perceptions, behaviors, you know, from what they may have experienced during their life that has then caused them to have this deep lack of uh, self-worth, self-love, that then drives them to certain behaviors where they're literally punishing themselves, harming themselves, and then that can then lead to them not taking care of themselves and then leading to then certain issues that we end up seeing as physical symptoms or disease.
1: That's a great answer. So now I need to know how the technology uh, works on someone's uh, self-love.
2: Well, interestingly enough, like the technology we're using for the Tesla-based neuromuscular electrical stimulation, when we're actually able to open up the areas that's the source of the, the, in this case, the person's pain or neuropathy or degeneration or atrophy, what we're actually finding on a deeper level, is that those emotions that were lodged in those tissues that we're working on because are being released. In other words, we'll notice uh, many times uh, the client actually releasing those emotions while we're doing the session, and they're totally unaware of it. Even they may be going through several different emotions or in a certain series, and each follow-up session, it might be different emotions or different layers of emotion even though we're actually working on the source of the pain, those emotions actually cannot just end up being released. And the person it looks as if a big weight has been relieved off their chest, their back, their neck, their knees, or the area they had the, the issue. It literally is like they have a whole new lease on life. And uh, and it's something that I can easily see, and, and uh, my sister can easily see. And they're often not aware of it. But they're smiling more they look very relieved and of course the mo- the test of it is that when they go back to their families and friends that just con- that just keeps the ripple effect going of that effect so it's quite amazing in how uh, how that happens with on the emotional plane mm-hmm.
1: do you ever see anyone that you feel you can't heal or help
3: oh sure that that happens on occasion and you know when it does what we do is we have other tests that we use as well. Some we use right when they come in for the consultation, and some further down the road if we're not seeing any changes. And there's certain tests that we use called, one is called the matrix um, assessment test that is non-invasive and that can really guide us along with looking at everything else we're seeing, what may be contributing you know, from a physical point of view, but even emotional and stress point of view towards their current symptoms and then we can that guides us even more towards developing a program for them and if that doesn't work we always always are reaching out to other practitioners as well and we communicate with them uh with uh, regarding the patient situation and see how we can all work together to see what other pieces of the puzzle may need it to be added on to or how we can all work together to bring about the best results for our patients mm-hmm.
0: what about um individuals with with you know, quite serious cases of like fibromyalgia or MS. I mean, have you seen, have those come across your path there? Yes,
3: definitely. Uh, Definitely with fibromyalgia, chronic fatigue, uh, we've been working with that for many, many years. In fact, we were featured in a book where a woman uh, wrote a book about top treatments for fibromyalgia. And because the experience results with our techniques and technologies and program, they featured us because ultimately when we're addressing the emotional root cause we're addressing the physical biochemical imbalances we're addressing the stress kind of all in combination versus fibromyalgia really is a constellation of symptoms due to many different reasons and because we're kind of looking at all of those different areas of what may be contributing to that pain and lack of sleep and and anxiety depression and all of the symptoms associated with fibromyalgia we've seen We've had wonderful results with that, and toxins play a huge role in that as well.
0: Well, that's uh, very encouraging for a lot of people out there because they're finding that it's sort of like rampant these days. Uh, So many people have come down with that, and of MS as well, and it, it seems to have hit a lot more females than males, unless that's sort of what I keep hearing, so... And, that's very true, and and would you say it's the same with MS uh, patients as well? Yeah, we honestly haven't seen many patients with multiple sclerosis.
3: So, but from what I've heard from other uh, practitioners, it's the same issues as well.
0: Oh my goodness! So, so really coming down back to the core of a person person's emotional state of being. That's that's what I'm hearing a lot from from both of from you, from you and Deepak. It has so much to do with the emotional core that you really yes. help and work with the individual to find the balance within that. Definitely, definitely. Mm-hmm.
3: Because even fear, anger, and resentment, guilt, they can affect us physically just to the same degree that outside environmental toxins or diet and lack of exercise can do.
0: Mm-hmm. It
3: can create the same physical issues as well.
0: Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. And are you are the individuals that come in very open to the Ayurvedic medicines and the means of? Do you work with herbs as well?
3: Yes, definitely. When we're customizing a program, we will use certain supplements, maybe certain herbs that can best help to balance them in all realms, because the Ayurvedic herbs are also very powerful, not just from a physical point of view, but also for the adrenals and for balancing the emotions. Um, it's very scientific, very powerful. So we kind of combine all of
0: these together. Mm-hmm. And what about things like um, meditation? Um, is Do you teach that as well to your clients? Or do you have an, another uh, uh, person in your clinic that teaches that?
3: Yes, well, actually, Deepak um, teaches very powerful breathing techniques as well. That are that are shown to be um,
0: very beneficial mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so very similar to the pranayama techniques
2: yeah I mean they kind of date back a few thousand years ago and there's yeah it does incorporate that some of them are those kinds of pranayama techniques and some come from uh, keto and things like that and but the ultimately they help center the person and uh, in addition to that I've also made my own cds where i've layered music and created special frequencies and entrainment such that it'll actually take the person down from a regular conscious state even up to a a theta state Mm. and uh, i've also put you know wonderful affirmations in, in into those cds which the person won't even need to listen or they're hidden in there they're silent and it goes right into their subconscious so even if there's subconscious resistances to even the healing or to the change These CDs, that's where these come in.
0: Oh, magnificent. Okay, I'm ready.
2: (laughs) I have a
1: question about uh, your Ayurvedic medicines, for example. There was, uh, uh, my understanding was that in our country, we stopped allowing certain herbs that came in from India to come into this country because of contaminants in them. So when you use your uh, medications or your Ayurvedic uh, herbs, where do you get them from? Mm-hmm.
3: Well, we get our herbs actually from the States. They're wildcrafted, crafted organic, and grown in the U.S. And the certain ones that we use that may be from outside of the U.S. come from companies that are very pristine and have the highest quality, in fact, of, in terms of the way the herbs are grown. and um, processed so but really, I would say ninety nine percent of the herbs that we use are from the states, but based on the principles of ayurveda, meaning cooling herbs or heating herbs that are grown right here locally mm.
1: when you uh, when you uh work with people, there are many times that people now are getting on the internet and looking up their own body type and figuring themselves out and and they go to certain stores, and they can find certain supplements and medications. Uh, how do you feel about people doing that on their own without really being uh, analyzed by someone professionally?
3: I think it depends for certain, you know, like vitamin C and very common, like a multivitamin, things like that. That's that's great. But really speaking for a more Customized herbs, and especially if they're on medication, it's always better to seek healthcare pra- practitioners who are well versed in both traditional allopathic medicine and herbal medicine, so that they'll be aware of any drug interactions, you know, between the medication they're on, the herbs, and can really more fine tune a program based on their unique needs.
1: Mm-hmm. When when people come into you with Uh, medications, and you try and either decrease their dose or get them off these medications, sometimes you're replacing them with more natural uh, herbs or medicines. Is that correct?
3: Yes, yes, absolutely. And And I'm always in uh, communication with their primary care physicians as well to let them know what I'm doing so that they're aware of that.
1: So, when they are starting to take your medications, do they usually take them for periods of time, or is it that they possibly may be on it for a lifetime, for example, even a supplement like vitamin C, we don't usually take that for a week at a time. We usually take that for our lifetime so are the if these medications some of them are given to people where they are going to continue to take them for a lifetime, what is it that you see? about the herbs versus the Western medications that make them better for that purpose?
3: Yes. Well, there's certain, I would say, food supplements that I would have them take on a daily basis really for the rest of their life. And there may be some herbs as well. And some of the benefits are then you don't have to worry about many of the side effects that could be present with some of the regular pharmaceutical drugs. I mean, definitely pharmaceutical medication has its place. There's no question about that. But my goal is if we're able to decrease how much they're taking, and even in many cases, I'm able to get them off the medication and supplement that with the herbs so that they're not going to have the side effects they would have had with the pharmaceutical drugs. Or if they're on a less dose of the medication, they won't have as much of them. And their quality of life is enhanced. Energy levels are enhanced. They won't have as many of the digestive issues because ultimately when we also address the root cause of some of their underlying physical issues, which are digestion-related, adrenal-related, stress-related, we can address that with certain uh, herbs, certain nutritional supplements, and definitely a nutritional program. So we can alleviate some of these side effects and ultimately you know, they have a wonderful quality of life.
1: Yeah, excellent. We like that. We talked earlier about uh, some of the things that you do, and we brought up the concept of neuro-linguistic programming. Would you go over that for a moment? I know a lot of people have heard of that, but maybe some don't know what that actually means and how it uh, presents itself in terms of diagnosis and healing.
3: Definitely. Well. And Deepak will be able to expand on this part, but because he's the one actually that did the research, and we studied from the found one of the co-founders of Neuro Linguistic Programming, Dr. Richard Bandler, because he's one of um, really a pioneer and genius of our times to really help people. Because the brain, if you think about it, is like a computer, and there's certain programs that we run on programs then that create fear and anxiety, depression. And Dr. Bandler found different ways that with our visual, with our our vision, with our auditory senses, with our feelings, that access different parts of our brain. And by changing the way we see an, an event, you know, making the picture smaller, changing the color of it, the intensity, the sounds, the brightness, depending on, let's say, how a person saw a particular traumatic event in their life, by just simply changing the picture of it so they can. Step out of the picture, see the event occurring, but they're not in the picture, changing the colors and brightness of it, the sounds, make them maybe add funny music to it while you're seeing it. It actually changes the way we perceive and interpret that event, which then decreases how much stress they feel. They feel lighter about the situation, they don't feel um, like they're right in it. And you can use these really powerful techniques for many different things, whether it's building self-confidence, depression, anxiety, and because it, he really saw the brain as a computer program, and then how to shift how we interpret events based on that.
1: Hardware and software?
3: Yes, literally. <laughs> uh,
2: yeah, he, he actually, uh, Richard Bandler, the co- uh, creator of, uh, co-founder of Neurolinguistic Programming, was actually a computer programmer. And uh, that's why when he was observing people's behavior when they had a traumatic incident or how they reacted to an emotional situation, he literally was trying to decode their hard drive, defrag Mm. their hard drive, and reformat their hard drive using uh, language patterns or linguistics. And the linguistics were the actual computer code of their subconscious mind. Mm. So by changing the way you change the wording and the linguistics, you can literally reprogram their mind. And um, and change how they view the world and how they react to the world. Oh, brilliant. Where do you
1: see the future of uh, medicine?
3: I think honestly, it's the way, Doctor Woman, that we are all practicing it right now—an integrative approach. You know, using the best of traditional medication, whatever wherever it's required, but really going back to again looking at the root causes, seeing a person as a whole. You know, holistic approach, looking at their diet, their lifestyle, exercise, nutrition, and seeing what emotional factors may be contributing mentally, emotionally, stressors in their life currently, stressors in the past, emotional traumas, looking at their childhood, um, and seeing everything as part of the whole of what's leading to where they're, what they're experiencing today, and preventative medicine, and then combining the best of nutrition, natural remedies. A traditional allopathy and pharmaceutical medication, if it's required, mind body medicine with the incredible techniques that we're learning and the new ones that keep coming up, and then these revolutionary technologies Mm. that are non invasive, safe, and expedite the healing process.
1: Speaking of revolutionary technologies, Deepak, uh, we used to watch Star Trek and we would see uh, Dr. McCoy just run a scanner over someone and figure things out do you think we're going to get that
2: technology absolutely i i think that technology may already be here it's just a matter of us being aware uh, getting into our into our field so i think it's all there and i think we're moving quickly in that direction i mean uh, we're in an amazing time right now
4: mm-hmm. and i
2: think all the technology is coming very quickly because that's that's how it's going to raise the consciousness of our planet as we're all clearer and clearer so mm-hmm. absolutely yes. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I'm very excited. I have a question with um, the the patients that you see. Um, do you have any children? No. Um, I see, we basically
3: see patients who are 18 years of age on up.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, is there a reason for that 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 you're that you've chosen that sort of guideline?
3: Yes, absolutely. Because I'm I'm board certified in internal medicine, so my training is from basically. 18 years of age on up, but um, but if there are children with any needs, then we always and definitely when our clients have children, we always refer them to other practitioners, um, in the area who work with children.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's interesting because I'm I'm thinking of of the integration, especially with uh, what Deepak also does with all the science and you know raising and shifting energies that um, some of the children, you know how they might. Be able to fare really well with it because they're just so open still at that stage without a lot of the emotional ties, unless it's past life, of course. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, that uh, that in order like to clear them would be actually yes. and rebalance them would actually be a lot faster. Definitely,
3: definitely. We're hoping to be able to introduce these techniques to parents with and and their children mm-hmm. all together actually. So because children take to this so quickly, they yeah. love it. They understand it. They're so open. Um, sometimes we've taught this to some, at some schools, oh, and it's just a joy to watch. And we're also we want to teach the teachers so they can teach it to their students. That's ultimately another one of our goals.
0: Right, right. Especially those tapping techniques, you know, before yes. going for a test or something. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. <clears throat> <clears throat> it's wonderful.
1: It's a great idea when somebody goes in for an MRI and they're always claustrophobic. That would yes. be very Sneaky. good. <laughs> so with e- with each of our guests we always ask for a special health tip uh something from your own journey that you have discovered that you might want to share with others and because this is a special day uh normally we get one health tip but uh, I think we're going to want something from each of you from each of your points of view so why don't we start with you Deepak you have a
2: health tip for us yeah. Um, I have like an Aikido uh, technique that probably all your viewers might benefit from. Um, so basically what it is, is um, for your viewers to think of something that, you know, creates some kind of emotional overwhelm or stress and rank it on a scale from one to 10. 10 is the most stressful and one is the least stressful. So pick something that's stressful and rank it. So let's say um, you think of something and it. And it stresses you. It's on an eight or something. Then, um, then what I'd like you, would like them to do is then to um, turn all their attention into their stomach. In, in other words, imagine that their brain is in their stomach, literally, and they actually visualize it and then see what happens to that stressor um, that they, let's say, labeled as an eight, for for instance, and. Keep doing that, and what they'll observe is that it'll actually start dropping uh, from a from an eight to a seven to a six to a five or even less and um and then what they can do is then switch gears and then think of something that totally makes them full of joy and full of absolutely something they love to do and that they feel at a ten. Just think of that and then um while they're thinking of that, then switch back. All their attention back to their to their stomach, where they're thinking from their stomach only, and um, and think of something that that causes them that where they really feel stressed about, and um, and then what they'll notice is that those wonderful happy feelings they're feeling, and then those stressful feelings um, will almost match the stressful feelings will drop down in number, and um, as they head to zero, and then those happy feelings will be at ten. So then they'll be actually able to function in any kind of stressful environment, even with anything that comes up. Mm. And when they physically test the person, let's say they're thinking of a stressful thought and they're on a level of an eight, if someone was to push them in the beginning when they're thinking of the stressful thought, they could literally knock them over. So, um, and when they turn their attention and imagine that their thoughts, that the word they're thinking is coming from their stomach, and they think of that same stressful situation, when they're again pushed from the center of their body they will not be you you cannot budge them at all they will literally be like a tree and um this technique is known as keep one point in aikido mm-hmm. and uh, literally you can't you literally their center of gravity is restored so this actually affects the person not only on a physiological a psychological level but on a physiological level where they actually are stronger and they and even people viewing them will actually feel they actually take on another, a stronger persona. And uh, in, if, if so, as so, a person's easily intimidated, they won't be anymore. And the person that used to intimidate them won't feel the need to even do that. So it'll change the whole dynamic overall. So, um, so this is a very excellent technique. It is an excellent
1: technique. I was going to say that someone gave us that exact health tip last week. Oh, uh... <laughs> I <Is> thought right. <laughs> Okay. But no one has ever given us that. That <laughs> help tip. It was very good. What What did you call it in Ayokito again? The one point. Uh, keep one point. Keep one point. That in itself is a great health tip. Mm-hmm. Keep one point. I like that very much. Thank you, and Rupa.
3: Yes, well, a great health tip that actually changed our lives way back in the early nineties was, you know, before we were feeling exhausted and stressed and, you know, at that time we were just getting out of school, so we weren't eating the healthiest either. And so what we started doing was drinking superfoods. And superfoods are something that any one of your viewers can get from their local health food stores. And that can be something that has spirulina, chlorella, blue-green algae, and it has other greens as well, usually these mixes. It's a powder and in a blender you just add some water and then from our farmers markets we get organic unfiltered apple juice and we mix about a scoop or one or two tablespoons of the powder in there with some organic bananas and sprouted seeds we use sunflower seeds and pumpkin seeds that are raw they're not salted or roasted and what you do is you take those seeds and you soak them in a bowl of water or a, or you can use a special sprouting plastic device, if you like, or just throw uh, put maybe two tablespoons of each sprouted, I mean, the sunflower seeds and pumpkin seeds in a bowl of water. Soak it overnight, about 12 hours. 12 is the magic number for the sprouting to start. And the next morning, you just rinse those seeds and you add one or two tablespoons of those seeds to eight ounces of water, maybe anywhere from two to six ounces of ideally unfiltered organic apple juice one or two tablespoons of this green powder that you can get from the health food store. And you can add any of the fruits you like. Sometimes we add blueberries. And you blend that up and drink that first thing in the morning. And we also drink it mid-afternoon. When you get that mid-afternoon slump, when you get a little bit tired again, we have another glass of that. And our energy levels are outstanding. And because it's liquid nutrition, Mm -hmm. it goes very easily from your digestive system right into your bloodstream, into your cells. Your cells lap it up, and you feel that boost of natural energy from great sources. Mm. And we drink that every day. Wow.
1: That's a great tip. Now, mm-hmm. I, have a, I have a question, because when we originally introduced you, we said this was a family affair. And I know that your mother uh, works with you at the yes. center. I was there the other day, and she offered me a very wonderful green drink. Was that the drink that uh, I was the beneficiary of?
3: Absolutely.
2: Absolutely. Her special recipe on that drink.
3: (laughs) Mom's special recipe. Uh, uh, She makes it for us every morning. (laughs) And for
0: our our clients as well. Well, You see, I'll be there. (laughs) (laughs) We'd love to have you over. Oh, my.
1: I like the I like the fact that you gave a recipe because yes. I think that people will want to have to watch this show over and over again to get that recipe and make sure it's uh, pretty clear. If, before we leave, uh I want to give you an opportunity to speak about anything that we might not have uh spoken about yet and that you would like to Offered to our viewers, is there anything that we haven't covered that you think should be covered?
3: For me personally, what I wanted to mention was a leading edge test. Uh, Really, it's not a diagnostic test, but a tool I should say, a leading edge tool that's non-invasive, using only urine and saliva, that is remarkable. It's a test originally developed by NASA, and then another brilliant doctor, Dr. Richard Desenso. Took the information from that and created this test um, or tool that can be used with absolutely be used with other conventional tests. We use this in conjunction with that. And at this point, I'm one of the few medical doctors in the country that uses it because Deepak is always researching the most leading edge tools and techniques, mm-hmm. technologies that we can use at our center. And this particular tool helps to really assess what is going on in part of the matrix, meaning, not just from a physical, biochemical point of view, but to see their patterns, their tendencies of genetics even, of like hydration, detoxification, digestion, their adrenal function, mitochondria, which is the energy-producing parts of our cells, and see overall what is happening at a physical level that's contributing to their physical symptoms. It's a remarkable test. We've all done it, my family, my brother, myself, and my mother. Ourselves, um, and we've seen we've offered it to our patients for the past year. And it's really helped us to customize a program based on our clients' unique needs and using that along with conventional lab testing. And of course, the intake when they come in uh, for the consultation. So that's a leading edge tool that we found that um, has really enabled us to really better help our patients as well.
1: Well, thank you for that. I appreciate that. Uh, I'm very grateful to our guests, Dr. Rupachari and Deepak Chari, for sharing their uh, wisdom and knowledge with us and their journeys today. Uh, You'll be able to connect with them through our website uh, after the show. I would also like to honor my healers and all of my teachers as they help me along my journey. And I just wish all of you, as we travel next week into another galaxy of healthcare and the magical medical tour, all of you should have optimal health. Many blessings. Thank you, Deepak, and thank you, Rupa.
3: Thanks, thank you, Glenn. thank you, Dr. Gilman, and thank you, Christina. Thank We'd love, you we are so thank you honored to them. be on your show today.
0: Oh, and we are so honored to have you both. And I, I hope to have you both again <laughs> in the your future. I think there's a lot more that we need to learn from both of you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you.
4: We look forward to that.
0: And, of course, we invite each and every one of you to uh, join us every Tuesday for the Magical Medical Tour at this time at 10.30 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, 1.30 Eastern Time. And, of course, on Wednesdays for Trinity of Life, uh, which is at 11 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time. You can also find Dr. Glenn Woolman at myyogahub.com forward slash gwoolman or on Twitter at Glenn Woolman, one word. And of course, through his own website, glennwoolman.com. And if you go there, be sure to learn about his metaphor square breath. And now you have also that and and, uh, many other articles and links that uh, he's continuing to compile onto his site. And until the next time, we look forward to having you with us again. Namaste.